Hi there, this is Ed and Brittany Holmes. We are the founders and head coaches of Axios Functional Wellness, a company that focuses on nutrition, mindset, and movement, really trying to help us to live a life to its fullest. Yeah, we, I mean, we chose the name Axios, which means worthy in Greek, because we really believe as a result of our own experiences and story with health, that everyone is worthy of experiencing whole health. So, um, you know, we we are on a personal mission, I think, to break diet culture and break past some of these just really constricting views on what health is and what that needs to mean for your day-to-day life. We believe in good food. We believe in having fun in the gym and showing people that they can live an amazing life that is healthy and thriving. Yeah, so the goal of this podcast is to take the journey Brittany and I have been on over the last five years or so and help you start that journey or continue it further than you think you could. Really, our goal at Axios is to help you meet yourself, meet the highest and outward edges of your potential as you continue to grow and develop into who you think you are capable of being. So this is going to have two prongs in the podcast. It's going to be motivational, but it's also going to be educational. We wanted to dive into nutrition, movement, and mindset because we believe those three help to develop a process and a way of life that can sustain growth through the rest of our lives. So for this season of the podcast, we want to focus on what has really become the dominant theme for Axios, for us and our clients, come meet yourself. And it's based on the last five years or so of growth that we've gone through ourselves personally as we've developed into the people we are now. But to give some context to where we've come from, that's the focus of this episode. And We kind of want to paint this picture of how unhealthy and unwell we were and how this come meet yourself process has allowed us to grow into the people we are today. And when we introduce ourselves to people who didn't know us in our, we joke, past life, the, the thing we use to surmise where we came from is we were both raised in families where there was no emotion that food couldn't fix. Yeah. I mean, it literally brought us to the point where... Five years ago, we were both over 300 pounds. Yeah, I was like 350, 360 pounds. Yeah, I remember my first weigh-in, and I'd already lost a little weight to this point. My first weigh-in at our CrossFit gym, when we really dug into this process, I was 315. Mm -hmm. And I'd never, ever weighed that much. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was showing somebody pictures, or I was coming across a picture in my phone the other day of us, like, I think it was four years ago and oh was that video yeah yeah and I it took me aback because I literally didn't recognize us Mm -hmm. like not to the point of yes we look so much different but thinking back to that time in our life it genuinely feels like a different lifetime because of the way that we felt the way that we thought about ourselves I know for me personally like there was so much shame involved Mm -hmm during that time of my life. And I mean, I struggled with that all growing up. I know, I know you struggled with that too. Yeah. I, so I've struggled with addiction, struggled with depression, still struggle with depression off and on. Mm -hmm. And I remember I would fall into the cycles of, I'd feel really bad generally around a girl. I liked, I would like a girl. 
Always about a girl. Always about a girl. And, until I found you, babe. Yeah, until and you I found fixed, the right girl. And then though I found the right... But yeah. I would like a girl... And then I would become convinced that the reason she didn't want to be with me was because of my size, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'd start going to the gym and try to lose a little weight. Inevitably, it wouldn't work out with that girl. And then I'd fall even deeper into a shame spiral of depression, addiction, and food. And there was this season when I was living by myself in Centralia where it was not uncommon for me to wake up in the morning, drive to the Safeway by my apartment, and get four or five donuts. Eat those donuts on the way to Starbucks. Get a breakfast sandwich and a venti coffee. And then go to work. And all that would be gone by the time I was at work. And I would eat out for lunch and dinner as well. I mean, I was sleeping like 16, 18 hours a day. I was struggling really bad with sleep apnea, but didn't realize it. My tonsils were closing in on themselves. I mean, we're not just talking about being severely obese, which I was. We're mm -hmm. talking about just a general malaise around my health. Yeah. And really, like, I had a season being suicidal in there. And it was just this, again, this self-fulfilling prophecy of I hate myself. I work a little bit harder. I feel a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I remember in you know kind of my teenage young adult years i i would literally avoid going to the mall with friends even though that was like the thing that everybody did at the time because i felt so much shame in the stores that i had to shop in i mean i i couldn't fit in the clothes that my friends were buying you know from those stores and i remember the only way that i could get clothes at the start of the school year um, in my later high school years is my mom would take me to Lane Bryant. It was like the only option at the time. Thank God there's more options now, but I, I would kind of joke in my head like, okay, I have to go to Lame Giant now. And you know, it's, I, I don't even really know how to put into words how, how that season of my life felt because I was always on the outside looking in. I always felt like, even though I know that I had people in my life who really cared about me and it didn't matter what I weighed, um, but for me it did. And I, I always kept myself on the back burner with anything that I was doing, anything I was pursuing because I never felt good enough. I always felt like this, I don't know, this whale or something that people just kind of tolerated because... That's how I, it sounds really harsh to say, but I mean, no, those are the things that I thought about myself. It was Urban Outfitters for me. Yeah. Like in, in our culture where I grew up, it was, everyone was buying clothes there. And I remember they only sold up to size 38 jeans and 2X shirts. And there were a couple years where I would drive by myself about 40 minutes out of the way from where I was living to go to Urban Outfitters and in shame, grab jeans I knew I wouldn't fit in and a shirt that wouldn't fit. I couldn't even button them. It wasn't even like I couldn't, like, it was like they get stopped mid-leg kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. To the point where there were employees there where I would say, yeah, they still don't fit. You know, mm -hmm. like, like they knew. Me. But what the interesting thing is, it didn't just stop with us individually. We have this one culminating story about us being unhealthy, being married. Mm -hmm. And I still remember to this day, we drove to Buffalo Wild Wings in South Center because there was a huge, the Pats were playing, and we wanted yeah. to go watch with a bunch of people. So we're watching the Patriots. And you used to frequent Buffalo Wild And I, we used to eat there all the time. But we were at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I still remember we ran up like a hundred plus dollar tab at Buffalo Wild Wings. Which is kind of hard to do. But we were committed that <laughs> night, apparently. Apparently. And we got so sick. Mm-hmm. 
on the way home. Like so sick on the like pulling over sick on the way home. And just had now taken what was our individual relationship to health and wellness and had absolutely baked it into our relationship to food and wellness in our marriage. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that we were most insecure about separately now was, you know, at the time was kind of a, we could kind of hide in it together because at least we were together. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we had people tell us that they were concerned about us. We had people tell us that we need to be careful how we presented ourselves. We had people try to coach us on how we dressed, yeah. how we ate in public, how we ate in public. Like it was this overarching thing that we felt immense, immense. Like you couldn't separate Ed and Brittany from they're severely obese and unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we had this pivotal moment where there was a really motivational, high impact speaker that came to visit our church. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to host him. His name's mm-hmm. Ronnie Doss. He's our coach now. And we knew what we were doing wasn't working, yeah. but we also didn't know what to do. Yep. And there was something so attractive and magnetic about him when he came to speak and we're spending the weekend with him, driving him to and from and things like that. And I wish I could take credit for the beginning of our relationship with Ronnie, but I can't because I was scared out of my mind to talk to him, even though I was hosting him. Yeah. And he did something for our team on a Monday morning. And you said to me, I'm going to ask if we could get 20 minutes of his time. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, I, it's funny because that is not my personality at all. I'm usually the one that stays quiet in those situations. And I, I can't even describe it. I think back, I really do think it was just something internal in me that was like this fire that was finally starting to ignite of like, he can help us. I don't know how yet, but we need what he has. And even if I look like a fool and he is like, no, I'm not going to talk to you. Like, at least we tried, you know? And so... Thankfully, he agreed to sit down and talk with us. He ended up spending over an hour with us. And I remember he was he was the first person really that looked at us and helped us see for the first time that we could move beyond where we were. Mm-hmm. That there was there was a piece in us, a lot of pieces that we had not even begun to discover yet. Yeah, and so we decided a couple of days later, we called him back and said, "Hey, we have in no way the funds to work with you. No, but we did not deserve to work with him. Oh <laughs> but would you be willing to take us on as clients? This is what we have to offer. Yeah. And he said yes, but he said, you, in order for me to work with you, you need to do group-based fitness five times a week. Because if you're not pushing yourself physically, how are you going to push yourself m- mentally? And you're going to claim that my stuff doesn't work and I know that it does. Yeah, I remember we got off the phone with him and I looked at you and I don't think I said anything for about a minute because I actually was so mad. (laughs) Like, I laugh about it now thinking back, but at the time I just felt immediate frustration because I'm like, who are you to, we came to you to help us get unstuck, not to help us, you know, get healthy not realizing obviously now they were one and the same but i i genuinely was kind of pissed off i was like who does he think he is yeah but i at that point was like so ready to go oh yeah you were like it was weird it was like after that conversation 
it's kind it's, of how it's, it's always lit. been your yeah. conversations with Ronnie. It's like all of a sudden this match lights and you're just on fire all of a sudden. <laughs> so I signed us up for CrossFit that day. Yeah. You'd been wanting to do CrossFit for a couple of years and I was like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. But that day there was a CrossFit gym in town. Mm-hmm. I called the owner, yep. asked if we could start, got a start date. We texted Ronnie back and said we were in. And I, he has brought this up to me since then where he was like, I knew you guys were serious because you responded back with how you had already signed up for CrossFit. Yeah. Not, hey, we need some time to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was terrified. Then I was mad at you for making me do CrossFit. Yeah. Because I didn't grow up athletic. You know, you grew up doing sports. I tried to do sports. And, you know, I was always in like special coordination classes and I just was not athletic at all. And so the idea of CrossFit was legitimately terrifying to me. I thought that I was going to hurt myself. I did not trust my body at all. And I was terrified of looking stupid. Mm -hmm. And I remember our whole first week, despite all that, I still did it. And our entire first week going was our onboarding week. And we would get there like 10 minutes early and sit in the car and I would just cry. Like I would just bawl. And you'd have to like pep talk me to get me to go inside. Yeah. But here we are. Now, five years later, yeah, and functional fitness, whether you call it CrossFit or whatever, has mm-hmm. become a staple of our lives. And really, the conversation with Ronnie and then that first week was the beginning of us doing hard things and meeting ourselves. Yeah. And really, fitness became a vehicle to prove our willingness to go into doing hard things and to really push and develop ourselves. So now this theme that we take other people through, this is kind of the origin story. We yeah. were, if looking back, we were 100% pain avoidant. Oh, yeah. In every area. And really what we've learned is physical fitness is a place where I'm willing to go into pain there and do hard things. What it becomes is I do hard things. Mm-hmm. And now I'm willing to do it mentally, emotionally, yeah. relationally in different contexts to take risks, to push myself because the muscle we built in those first couple years of consistently going and doing crossing. And it wasn't all perfect either. Like we started within six months, we had lost our momentum. Ronnie was making us send pictures with the coach and the date on the whiteboard mm-hmm. to prove we were still going. Yeah. And then right in the midst of that, we had a, a really close friend die in a tragic car accident. Yeah, it was, and it, that was, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we would have pushed through that season yeah. If it weren't for the coaches in our world. But the coaches in our world walked us through that. Yeah. We walked through my grandpa getting Alzheimer's and passing away in that season too. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the midst of that, Jake, who's now a close friend of ours, the owner of the gym that we started at, he reached out and said, you guys have been on my mind. And when that happens, I offer one-on-one coaching for 30 days for free. I want you guys to start on Monday. Yeah. And we came for 30 days straight, in essence, five days a week. Mm-hmm. And he worked with us one-on-one. And got us back on track because we were headed towards another cycle of we were motivated. We put ourselves out there a little bit. We put at that point the most consistent work we had done together. Mm-hmm. But we were losing like life was beating us up. Well, and we were and, losing and momentum. At that time, too, I started having all these weird symptoms in my body that mm-hmm. we couldn't figure out what was going on. We thought it was just a thyroid thing at first. And then, you know, I was going to my regular doctor gosh, like three or four different times for, for blood tests. Everything was coming back, quote unquote, normal. But I knew there was something going on. And it, in the midst of all of that, 
you know, we're still working out, trying to make healthier, you know, eating changes. I remember our, one of, do you remember this? Our, one of our healthier eating changes, we went gluten-free for a while. And then on Friday, Friday nights, we would order gluten-free pizza from Frankie's. And eat entire pints of ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, that but was they were us. The Rebel ice cream, remember, yeah. that didn't have... They were quote-unquote healthy ice yeah, creams, yes. which is just funny. But um, I, I, I was going in circles with my doctors, and it wasn't until I ended up talking to someone that told me about functional medicine that I'd never heard of that before. And I totally believe this is a God thing looking back, but got connected with a doctor in Bellevue, and she completely changed the trajectory of my health. Well, that was another harsh conversation. Yeah. Because we walked in, she had you had already done blood work. We sat down, and the first words out of her mouth were, "You have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid condition, an autoimmune, an thyroid autoimmune condition. condition. You are going to eat strictly paleo for the rest of your life, which means no grain, no dairy, and no refined sugar." Yeah, like that was the start of our conversation with Doctor Cass. Yeah, <laughs> and it uh, yet again, like the conversation with Ronnie, Jake working with us, Doctor Cass, like. In essence, these coaches in our lives having these really pivotal conversations. And it's so funny because every time we would take a step, we would gain momentum into another level and we'd get stuck again. Yeah, that's so true. And then we needed another conversation with a coach to help us get unstuck. Well, it's kind of like we were peeling back these layers. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't spend 28 years or how many years of our of our lives building these unhealthy habits and coping mechanisms and just decide in a moment with a conversation with a coach that it's all going to change. It's yeah. like you peel back one layer at a time and then realize, oh, no, there's more junk there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> peel back another layer. And it's interesting as you start to pursue health in you know, one area of your life, it starts to really kind of become a, a sore point for other areas of your life that are still in unhealth. So you kind of mentioned that before with relationships, with nutrition, you know, maybe you have movement figured out, but you realize now your eating is completely out of order, which had happened to us. Mm -hmm. And after having that conversation with Dr. Cass, thankfully you were in that session with me because I was completely overwhelmed afterwards. I cried again in the car, did a lot of crying in that season, I guess, and was completely just didn't even know where to start with those changes. I mean, she literally was like, today you have to cut out grain, dairy, and refined sugar because if you don't... I remember us wanting to go eat because we were stressed and we literally had no idea where to go eat Yeah, because everywhere we wanted to eat, we didn't know how to order. Yeah, there no was idea. Like, there's no driving through McDonald's on the way home when no. you're told you can't have grain, no, dairy, and refined sugar. No, and the most sugar. healthy change we had, healthy change we had done to that point was trying to go gluten-free. Um... Because we knew, it's like we knew there was stuff going on, but we didn't know the depth. And so we had no idea. And, you know, I, it's crazy now talking to clients that are facing similar things because I know what it feels like to be in that space where you just don't even know how to take a step forward. Yeah. And I legitimately resisted that change for like what, five or six months? But pizza changed our lives. No, pizza legitimately changed our lives. We had this moment where you walked into the kitchen and declared, I'm figuring out how to make us pizza. Yeah, I was so mad because pizza was a tradition for us. Yeah, still is now. Still is now. And I was just, I'd been craving pizza for like a month and just could not get it out. You know when you're craving something, you just literally can't get it out of your mind. 
And I just made a decision. I was like, I don't care what it takes. If I have to buy $80 worth of grain-free flour to figure this stupid thing out, I'm going to figure out how to make a pizza that I actually want to eat and that isn't going to make me sick. And sure enough, I ended up finding a recipe that worked for us and made it. And it was like the best thing that we'd ever eaten. So you figuring out how to cook that pizza really started to like raise our efficacy in us believing that we could figure out how to live this lifestyle. Yeah. And it started this two to three year journey of us diving in at a level we hadn't dove in before, learning how to cook, Mm -hmm. learning how to move better, starting to really talk to people about the journey we were on, really leaning into our coaches about our mental health and our emotional health. Both of us have spent significant time in counseling. Really any area in our life that we were realizing we weren't meeting ourselves, we were going into that area with a believable party, a coach, someone Mm -hmm. who could tour guide us through that. And then we came to the realization a couple years ago, 2019-ish, that there was a dominant area of our life that we weren't meeting ourselves, and it was our career. Yeah. Like, we were both on staff in the same organization, Mm -hmm. working together side by side, and we started to realize that for us, it had become pretty unhealthy. Mm -hmm. It was unhealthy in our marriage, unhealthy in our lives, and we weren't bringing our best selves there, and we weren't bringing our best selves here. And it was, looking back, so obvious that we weren't meeting ourselves, but it had kind of become an untouchable. It kind of become a thing that we really didn't want to dive into. And it got to a point kind of like our health when we first got married where, no, we have to do something about this. And it it started some long-form conversations about our careers. Yeah, I mean, I think that we were experiencing dissonance just like we were, like you said, when we first had that conversation with Ronnie, we had such extreme dissonance that we were realizing we had to do something. We had to take a step. We didn't know what that looked like. And it turned out, I mean, we all know, 2019 was a shit show. (laughs) And the year of COVID. And that led, you know, us kind of taking a a little bit of a step back of like, okay, we know that we want to do something down the road. And we had started dreaming about what that could look like. We, We always knew we wanted to have our own business. We wanted to work for ourselves, but we thought that that would be maybe like 10 plus years down the road. Like we, you know, eventually after we left the jobs we were in, we'd go back into the corporate space, you know, save a bunch of capital and then do the thing. And so, you know, when it finally came time for us to, you know, move on from the jobs that we were at in um, April of this year was when we ended those jobs and we still weren't sure, like we weren't sure at the time what it was that we should step into next. We just didn't have like a clear picture. We knew we'd had some dreams we'd talked through. And so we took like three or four weeks to really kind of consider our options, talk through things, pray about things, talk to people that really knew us. Um, and then that was what led us to make the decision to, to start Axios Wellness and yeah, we realized that there were people coming to us because our story was inspiring. Yeah. And asking. Yeah, it was happening. It was happening. It was, we weren't even trying. We moved into our new house in December of last year, and which happened to have kind of a home gym area. And we started working out because our gym wasn't quite back open yet. And people were like, hey, can I come work out with you? And it just kind of became this thing, which we loved. And then people were like, can I pay you to, to coach me? Because I, I want to get healthier. And we were like maybe we don't need to wait to do this. And 
It's yeah. become this thing that we just love. And what has become so apparent to us is we love helping people move in the gym. Mm-hmm. But even more so for us is we want to educate you on how to be healthy and well on your own. Yeah. So we tell all of our clients we, we're committed to working ourselves out of a job because we are committed to educating you. The other thing we say is we want to work on the habits, the mindsets, and the beliefs that got you to this point. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the long way around. We're going we're gonna to deal with the hard stuff so mm-hmm. you don't have to do this again. Yeah. So really, we want at Axios, the podcast, if you interact with our coaching, our online content, the classes we do, when you come into the gym, it's all a vehicle for us to help you meet yourself, identify the untouchable and the harmful ways that you think, mm-hmm. to replace them with solid habits that move you towards the life that you want, because that's what worked for us. Yeah. And a couple key things from our story to pull out as we end, you need a coach. Yeah. We, we are such firm believers that internal discipline starts with external accountability. And for us, that was hiring a coach that allowed us to really begin to get a tour guide through this process that we could not see a way forward on our own. So you need a coach. And then second, you also need a healthy community. Mm-hmm. Because getting us around people that were living the life that we knew we wanted to live is what started to provide the accountability and the context for us to make those decisions. Yeah. What I think what's interesting is this idea of working with a coach. You know, one of the things, yes, people in our local area kind of come to us initially and like, hey, I want to work out with you. I want to have you coach me. But looking back, you know, the biggest influential coach in our world lives in a different state. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that at Axios Wellness, you know, we not only get the privilege to work with people here that are local to us that are coming in person, but we get the opportunity to to help people from literally all over. And, you know, that's the kind of the beauty. COVID sucked for so many reasons, but it also kind of made doing things online a lot more feasible and a lot more impactful. And so we love that we get to do things like digital classes, like you mentioned, and we do remote coaching. And I think that that is kind of an overlooked thing in the wellness space because you, you kind of feel like, oh, if I can't be with them in person, then maybe I can't make the progress that I really want to see. But we're seeing clients completely shift the trajectory of their life from doing remote coaching and not only in fitness, but in their nutrition and us helping them shift how they're how they're doing their day-to-day life well and in mindset and lifestyle too yeah yeah so i i just love that we get to do what we're doing with people from all over the place yeah and our fundamental commitment is to stand you on your own two feet Mm -hmm. but you're going to go through this process of some external accountability and education yeah so then you can develop the internal discipline when we started with our coaches we were in contact with them all the time Mm mm-hmm now we're in contact with them less frequently because we had great coaches. Yeah. And they transferred knowledge and principles to us that now we are learning how to express yeah. in our own lives. Well, yeah, they didn't make us dependent on them. Mm-hmm. You know, Ronnie never approached us in a way that forced us to always come back for more information from them. He equipped us with the tools. And that's, that is what we're passionate about at Axios is we're going to equip you so you can go do this and eventually your story is going to show other people it'll inspire them but it'll also educate them mm-hmm. that they can do this too like you you will be 
your own catalyst for change for the other people in your world. Just like we've been with our families, that's been so incredible to see how our health journey has caused our immediate families to really focus and grow in their health. And we're really seeing a domino effect, which has been such a privilege, honestly, to be a part of. Yeah. So here's the promise of the podcast. This season, we're going to walk through how do you meet yourself? Mm -hmm. What's that process look like? What are the principles that we take our clients through? And then we want to encourage you to take in this content and ask the question, do you need a coach to hold you accountable to this process as you continue to grow and develop into the outward limits of your potential? Yeah. And in the next episode, we get to dive deeper into this idea of meeting yourself and what that looks like and, and really how you start to do that. Hey guys, Brittany here. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. If our story inspired you and you're in a spot where you're just facing some challenges in your health and you could use some encouragement, some accountability, some just help to really get started and get some traction again, uh, we would love to talk with you and sit down and just talk about the obstacles that you're facing and how we might be able to help. So if you want to visit us online, um, that's axioswellness.com. That's A-X-I-O-S wellness.com. Or you can find us on social media on uh, Instagram or Facebook at axios underscore wellness. Um, Thank you so much again, and we hope to see you next time.